You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Dating Diaspora. My name's Amina, and thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so excited to be continuing this series, and before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to thank you guys who have been listening and supporting this podcast. I've been getting so much great feedback, and I really appreciate it. You guys are amazing, and I love hearing about everyone else's love stories. That seems to happen. Like, I'll just get random DMs on the Balkan Bread account from you guys, you know, talking about how much you can relate to a story that was shared on this podcast. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, For today's episode, I'm going to introduce our next guest. So Her husband actually isn't here right now. He's out of town, so she is going to be speaking on behalf of him, I suppose, but it's still going to be a really great episode. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Ziada to this episode, and she is just going to talk a little bit more about herself as well as her relationship. Hi, Amina, and hi, everyone else. Uh, I just wanted to first take this opportunity to say Thank you to Amina for having me. Um, And then a little bit about me is I am from Yaita, Bosnia, um, but I've lived in Richmond, Virginia for 20 years now. Um, I'm turning 23 here soon. Um, So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, very similar, very typical of, you know, what other diaspora have gone through in terms of, you know, spending part of your life here and then part of your life in Bosnia. So you're Bosnian. And then what nationality is your husband? My husband is Bosnian as well. And we're actually from the same city of Yaita, actually the same cello, you could say, or the same village. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's awesome. That's really great. And I guess... If you want to go more into how you guys met and how long you've been dating or together, I should say. I shouldn't say dating since you guys are obviously <laughs> together forever. Uh, so we met when I would go and visit my family that is still living in Bosnia. Um, and so I would go there over the summers and we'd kind of see each other. And my first recollection of meeting him was when I was 15. But he says he was there even when I visited when I was eight. But I obviously don't have any recollection of that. Um, so, but when I was 15, I remember meeting him and just thinking he was this cute older guy that was friends with my cousins. But, you know, nothing really came of that until the summer of 2015 when I visited and I was 19. Um, and we kind of started talking at the end of my trip. And neither one of us really expected it to end up where it did. Um, he always said that you know, he thought I was going to leave and kind of forget about him. But we stayed in contact um, for the next few months. And then in the winter of 2015, going into 2016, I visited again, just to kind of see where we were at. So we really didn't have any time as a couple together that summer, because we really didn't get together until after I had left. Um, And so I kind of went just to see, you know, if there was going to be any of anything of this. And we hit it off. It was a great winter. I was there for an entire month between semesters at school. And then um, after that visit, we had a long distance relationship for a year. I didn't get to visit him again until the following winter because I had to do an internship that summer and was kind of stuck here. Um, But then I went back the following winter of 2016 and we got engaged and we started the visa process to kind of bring him over here. Um, And that took roughly five months um and then we moved together back to the states in summer 2017. that's awesome i'm really just like this is great because i don't think we've had anyone come on the podcast who has actually ended up with someone who was living in bosnia and like you guys said you know met over the summer and eventually 
you know, continued that relationship on further. I think that's really great. And it must have been really hard just leaving. And, you know, luckily, you were able to come back that same year in the wintertime. So you were kind of able to, I guess, see where you guys were at, like you were saying, instead of just leaving and then wondering, you know, what could have been between the two of you. So I think it's great that you guys kept in touch and, you know, eventually ended up here together. I mean, that's just amazing, in my opinion. Like, that's awesome. So, so yeah, you guys have been together for three and a half years, you wrote, and mm-hmm. you did for the two, and then you've been married for about a year and a half. So, that is great. Really good backstory. Um, we can definitely go more into the whole long distance aspect of the relationship. I think that would definitely be something that, you know, people would want to hear a little bit more about. So obviously it's not easy and it's not something that I would, you know, wish upon anyone, but, you know, given the circumstances, something, you know, sometimes it is something that you do have to go through. So what was that like just being long distance for, you know, at least a year? Yeah. Um, so I've always said that it was definitely the hardest thing that's ever happened to me um, or that I had to go through. And at the same time, one of the best, um, because I never really expected to be dating someone who lived 4,000 miles away. Um, and, you know, telling my parents, I had never really been on a trip by myself. And so telling them after I came back that summer um, that I wanted to go back again in six months and they were like, you're crazy. There's no way. And I was like, look, I have to go and see if there's anything here because I don't, I didn't want to have to wait a year, you know, spending my time and spending his time talking back and forth if there wasn't going to be anything there. Right. And so we kind of, they finally let me go. They were like, okay, go see, go do what you need to do. Um, And that was great. And I'll always be thankful for them for letting me do that. Um, And then the long distance, I mean, in this day and age, it's not the same as being face to face, but you really do have so many ways to communicate. And I think we maybe missed like one night of Skype um, for the entire entirety of our relationship so you know it's it's pretty easy to stay connected in this day and age and you know getting to Bosnia from where I'm at it took two flights and maybe a day's worth of travel so you know you're far away from each other but you can still feel connected um and we always kind of kept um the thought in our head that it wasn't permanent that eventually this was going to be the past and it's crazy to think about it now that it is the past and it kind of like gets me emotional um thinking about what we went through to get to where we're at and how just how crazy long it felt then and how it felt like it was never going to go by. And now it's like, Oh, we've been in the same place and seeing each other pretty much every single day for an entire year. And it's just, it's crazy how life works out. No, absolutely. I think, I mean, that's awesome. And you don't really expect, like you said, a year to go by that fast, even though it is, you know, something that is really hard. But like you said, there are so many ways to communicate. And it's so funny how you said that Um, you guys probably only missed like, one Skype episode or episode. Wow, really been recording a lot of podcasts lately. Um, (laughs) One Skype call because uh, last week when um, we recorded the last episode, that's exactly what one of the couples actually said. Um, I lunch Stefan. So you know, he wasn't actually in Bosnia, he was in Austria, but they were still having that long distance aspect to to in their relationship. So I also think that, you know, it's hard at the same time. But also, when you, I guess, didn't really get too much of a chance to get to know him until, you know, taking that solo trip and coming back that winter. And, you know, the beginning of your relationship was primarily like that long distance. And I think it's can be a little bit different when you start off, I guess, on that foot, rather than, you know, if you'd been dating this person for, let's say, like, I don't know, maybe two or three years, and then having them move far away from you or something like that. So anyway, that's awesome. Thank you for, you know, talking more about that and giving us and our listeners a little bit more I guess, advice and things like that. Um, So people shouldn't be scared of the long distance thing, because I think, you know, if it really is meant to be, then it will happen. So I guess going into the next question, did you guys actually get 
end up getting married in Bosnia or was it in the United States? Um, we actually filed for a K-1 visa. So that's the fiance visa. And okay. you aren't supposed to get married there and then try to use that to come in. Um, some people do have religious ceremonies um, that aren't like legally binding and then they'll come in um, like that. And I had just heard horror stories of people, you know, having pictures from their religious ceremony and then at the border having someone tell them that they couldn't come in with a K-1 visa. So we had originally did want to get married there because his parents obviously couldn't come here for our wedding. Um, but we just decided that the um, costs outweighed the benefits. Um, and so we got engaged there and then we didn't get married until he was here. And we had a very small um, intimate ceremony. It wasn't anything big just because it didn't it didn't feel right with you know, half of his family or actually all of his family being over there um, and half of my family still being over there. It just kind of felt like something we wanted to do quick and short. And it worked out for the best, I think, for us. Yeah, no, definitely. There is nothing wrong with that at all, like you're saying. And I think later down the road, it would be so nice to have like some kind of celebration um, for like that wedding anniversary or something and just have like, you know, both families together if possible or something. I think that would be really special, Um, especially if it was like in Bosnia or something where you guys met. So I guess let's see what else I've got here to ask. So before you guys ended up meeting, because you met him when you were 19, is that what you said earlier? Um, originally 15, but we started 15. That's right. Yes. So before you guys met, did you ever date or consider dating guys that weren't Bosnian? Um, I never did personally. And it just, it wasn't really something that I wanted for myself. Um, and I also don't think that my family would have been not accepting, but just, it wasn't something that was expected of me to kind of go outside. And it was always kind of a talk of when you find yourself, you know, a good Bosnian man and you do this and you do that. Um, So it wasn't really ever even on my radar. Um, I had crushes that weren't Bosnian, you know, a few times, but I never actually had anything serious with anyone that wasn't from Bosnia. Yeah. And that's definitely like going back to the whole family thing. That's something um, we talked about a lot in previous episodes, how that can have a factor in, you know, who you date and your relationship and things like that and how, you know, depending on, I guess, your family's views and things like that, that can affect, you know, what happens and stuff. Of course, you can't control, you know, who you end up falling in love with. And, you know, if that person happens to be from the same place, then I think that's awesome. So um, going along with that question, do you think that coming from the same nationality makes your relationship less challenging or how exactly does that impact like your relationship as a whole? So I've kind of spent some time thinking about this, you know, preparing for this conversation. And I've always kind of thought that it's not a golden ticket to a successful relationship, you know, being from the same nationality. But at the same time, I don't think it's like a a doom that you're going to not be successful if you're from different nationalities. Um, But I do think it does give you like a leg up because you don't have to reconcile those differences and you don't have to deal with maybe family members of different opinions and kind of reconciling your family differences as well. So I think it gives you maybe like a head start in having a successful relationship, but that's not to say that with work and with communication and that desire to be together, that people who are from different nationalities can't make it work in the long run. Exactly. And I love how you said, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be a golden ticket to a successful relationship because of course, you know, we've seen people who are the same nationality and things just didn't end up working out. But, you know, that's not necessarily because they were the same nationality or even if they were of a different nationality because, you know, at the end of the day, that's just one of the factors that, you know, influences your relationship. There's still so many other things that, you know, make you who you are. And that can totally have an impact on your relationship with that person. So 
I know um, you're saying, because we were talking earlier, um, before we were going to record this episode, um, Ziada was actually on her way um, home from class. So you're a law student, is that correct? Yeah, I am. I'm in my first year. Okay, yeah. So very ambitious already. So I think, you know, that's another facet in, you know, that relationship. And of course, I'm sure you guys have other things that, you know, you differ on. And, you know, it's not, it doesn't always come down to, I guess, that whole like nationality thing and whatnot. So um, something that popped into my head, it's not actually written on the document that we have. But what was, I guess, um, your husband's like, I guess his reaction to, you know, coming to the US and then adjusting? How, you know, was it difficult for him? Or did he kind of was he able to find his place because he was there with you and, you know, being surrounded by your family? Uh, I think he's definitely still adjusting to this day. And that's understandable. You know, he lived in one place for 20 some years and then moved to a completely different culture, a completely different country. Um, I It definitely did help that we were from the same place because our families knew each other so well. And like my family actually knew him a lot better him and his family a lot better than I had known them when we got together um it's actually a funny story that my mom and his mom gave birth to our older siblings in the same hospital within like a day of each other and so they joked how their kids would grow up and get married and it actually happened just with the a different set of kids not those ones that were born (laughs) in the same place um so it's been helpful that you know he has that connection with my family and he can talk to them and even things that I don't really know about living in Bosnia because I never really did. I moved when I was very, very little. Um, they have that connection where they both, they both have that experience. And so that's been very, very nice. Um, but yeah, it's definitely still a work in progress. He gets kind of down in the dumps with the language because he feels like he's never going to be able to talk without an accent. You know, I try to tell him that it doesn't matter. You know, here like half the population has an accent. It's not a big deal. Um, but I think it'll be, it'll be helpful once he gets to go and visit his family again. And I think that's the biggest part is just being so far away from the people he grew up with. Um, but it's, it's been good. It's been helpful that um, we're together. You know, I don't know how people who move for like a job or something like that, and they don't really have that support system, you know, more power to them. I think that's, that would definitely be harder. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's great that, you know, your families were already so close to begin with. And that, of course, made him feel more welcome and, you know, kind of helped with that whole adjustment process. And I guess that's a whole other thing that, you know, is kind of like a, I guess it's like a challenge or something that you guys can work through together. And it's something that I think, will ultimately make your relationship more rewarding at the end of the day, you know, knowing that you guys were able to, you know, get married and then, you know, start your life here together and, you know, just go through all of these things together. I can only imagine like, you know, what else is going to happen? Like even after we um, finish recording this episode and that kind of thing, you know, the first time that you guys are able to, um, I guess, because have you guys been back together since um, he came over here? We have not yet. We're actually still um, waiting for his green card to come through. We're in the process of that. Um, so that's kind of one of the down downfalls of doing a fiancé visa is you get here quicker, but then you wait longer to kind of get the permit to be able to travel. Um, so we have not been able to go back yet. We've had plans to go this past summer and we had plans to go this winter, but, you know, it didn't really work out in our favor. But hopefully we'll be able to go um, this coming summer um, and just see them and um, spend some time with them as well. Definitely. No, that's awesome. I love that. Um, I'm trying to see what else we've got here. Yes. So we've gone through, I guess, like most of the questions and then we can kind of go into um, how, I guess, we touched a little bit on how your parents would have, I guess, you know, what kind of Um, standard they had for, you know, the type of person that you would eventually, you know, end up with, you know, this nice, like, Bosnian guy. So do you think they would have reacted differently if you had told them that, you know, you were dating someone who was a different nationality? I definitely think that would have been somewhat of an uphill battle because 
um, my older brother did marry a Bosnian. And so it's, it's never really been something that happened in my family. And obviously, I think with generations that'll probably phase out. But I think for them, it's still that, um, that language barrier, because although they speak English, it's not their primary language. And I think it would have been hard for them to connect on that level with someone if they could, if I had to be, you know, translating or if, you know, there was that language barrier. And I think with generations, that'll change because, you know, obviously we're all, the diaspora is fluent in both. And so if your kid brings home someone who is in Boston, you'll still be able to communicate with them and it'll be, it'll be more acceptable. I think not that it's not acceptable now, but it's just, it's kind of harder to get through that older generation. Um, And so I don't think it would have gone as easily, obviously, as it has gone for me with marrying someone that was Bosnian. But um, I know my parents would have eventually valued my happiness over whatever ideas they had in their head for my future. Um, And I think it would have eventually have been fine. I think, like I said before, it kind of gives you a head start when you are from the same nationality. So I had that head start and didn't have to go through that. Um, But I know that for a lot of other people, they kind of have to start from somewhere else and kind of work up to it. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, I think over time, it's something that, you know, if if the person is a different nationality, and it is someone that you want to be with, you know, it's just something that people are going to have to come to accept, you know, this is your life. And like, this is what you're choosing for yourself, you know, regardless of what other people are going to say. So, Um, I guess another thing that also popped into my head and um, I obviously we go through a lot of different like stereotypes on this episode on these episodes in general and just talking about how you know there's the stereotypical like Bosnian guy and you know this is how they act and you know this is how girls happen to go after them and things of that nature so I think by now all of us have seen or heard this joke where it's like, okay, you're going to go to Bosnia and, you know, you're going to find this really nice Bosnian guy. But it's like, how do you know he's not just in it for, you know, your passport kind of thing? And like, that's a joke. And obviously, I don't want to like offend you or anybody at all. But like, did you you know, did you hear things like that from people? Were they kind of like skeptical, I guess, like about the relationship? Or were people just like, oh, no, they're in love, like no questions asked? Um, yeah, that's definitely something you have to deal with when um, entering a relationship such as ours. Um, I mean, to this day, people will say, well, as soon as he gets a screen card, you know, he's going to leave. And, you know, I just laugh. I used to dwell on it and, you know, try to explain to them that, well, no, because this and this and this. But in the end, you can't focus on people who have ideas like that because they're they're just looking for the negativity and I mean for us it kind of it wasn't even a question just because we weren't we didn't like meet on the internet and then kind of meet up not that that's like an issue with right right but you know we didn't we had kind of known each other from before and he wasn't like a serial American dater you know I did have people who I had talked to from Bosnia before and it's very, very obvious when a guy's like that because he will literally say things to you like, well, we don't have to be together. Just take me there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we even had a point in our relationship. It was before I even went to went to visit him. And I was like, I need to know, you know, if, if this gets serious, are you willing to move here? Because he hadn't mentioned it. And he was like, you know, I'm the only son of my parents. Um, my sister is already married and moved out. It's going to be something that I have to talk to them about. And so you know, he had planned this conversation with them and I was on eggshells the entire day thinking, you know, if they say, uh, no, we need you here. It's gonna, it's gonna be hard on us if you leave. Like, what are we supposed to do? And he had this conversation with them and I could tell that he really did value what they say. And if, if they had said, you know, we don't know how we would be able to handle that, having you live so far away, that it would have had to been a conversation that we have. Um, but he came back and they said, you know, follow your happiness. And even to this day, you can tell that he misses Bosnia so much. And that, and he says all the time, he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have left my family, my country, my, um, the language I speak for just anyone. And I mean, it's a cute thing to say, but it's also, you know, it's very real once you're watching someone struggle to assimilate and to learn a language and to form a whole new life after living somewhere for 20 years 
it's it's very easy to see that that type of decision isn't easy. It's not easy at all. And, you know, like you said, it does mean a lot. And it's not something that, you know, he would do for anyone or, you know, that anybody would like this person would have to, you know, be really special to them. And I'm so glad that it worked out that, you know, imagine if his parents were like, oh, no, you have to (laughs) us or, you know, something like that. I have no idea. I mean, thank God they didn't. But like, it's a lot, you know, because you're like, okay, I'm basically asking you if I can go and like you said, start a new life in this other country. Like, is that okay? (laughs) You know, that's a question kind of thing. So, um, but like you said, you know, it comes with time. And I think over time, he, you know, will kind of hopefully feel more comfortable here. And in that sense, you know, this be like, another home for him so are there a lot of bosnians where you guys live um richmond has a good sized community it's definitely not like utica or st louis or even kentucky or like chicago um but there is a community you know we have our own like cultural center and we have our own mosque so there's enough people where you can feel at home but not as many whereas you know we would get like the big Bosnian singers or stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you're right. You're you're so right about that. Yes, I forgot you mentioned Richmond earlier because there's definitely Bosnians that I follow like on social media and social media friends with, I guess you could say, <laughs> that um, live in Richmond or they're from Virginia. So, um, but yeah, and at least there's that there, you know, imagine like if you live somewhere, I don't even know, I can't think of an example, but just like move to a town that there's like literally nobody that's Bosnian at all, or, you know, it's just a very different kind of group of people, then I think it would have been a lot more difficult, because <laughs> mm-hmm. would really feel like an outsider kind of thing. So at least you guys have that community there. Yeah, and it's actually funny that um, we he had one of his really good friends move to Richmond, maybe like three months after he did because he married a girl that lives um, just down the street from us. So it's really, really funny because his neighbor married my neighbor. And so now they have that connection because they are from the same place. And so, you know, we can, we meet up with them a lot and they get to kind of share that kind of angst of moving to a new place and starting over kind of. So it's actually really, really funny that we have a smaller community than most, but that kind of coincidence took place. Yeah, oh my goodness. No, for sure. And I don't even know, like, if that would just be considered, like, I'm a very, like, spiritual person. So whenever I hear about, you know, these types of, um, like, happenings and things, I'm like, was it even a coincidence? Like, this definitely, like, something that was kind of meant to be and meant to happen. I think that's so, that's awesome. That that makes me happy that it worked out that way, you know? Um, so yeah, I think like we ran through a lot of the questions. The only last thing I would say, um, is I put the question, you know, do you feel more connected to your husband because you're the same nationality? And I think, yeah, the obvious answer to that is of course, you know, um, but you were saying that, um, one thing that you wrote, I really like this. I'm going to read it out loud. Um, Mm -hmm. apart from those cultural connections that we share, I believe our bond is strengthened just by the little everyday things that we don't have to explicitly explain to one another. So, and then you kind of went into, you know, some of the little things. So I don't know if you wanted to go more into that. And then also you were talking about, you know, picking like names for your children and things like that. Yeah, I, I thought about that when writing that, how I don't I didn't have to explain to them, you know, why we take our shoes off in the house. It's just something that, you know, we all do. And I didn't have to explain, you know, to my parents if he had some kind of thing that he did that was cultural. Um, it was just everyday things that, you don't even really think about until you kind of have to explain them to someone. Um, And I think that kind of brings us together because we can look past those things and kind of focus on um, more meaningful conversations. Not that you can't have meaningful conversations with someone from a different nationality, but it kind of, when you have to explain those things, I think that reminds you of your differences. And because we don't have to do that, we're not reminded of our differences as often. 
to wrap things up here, I guess, what dating advice would you give to diaspora? So this goes for diaspora in general. You know, it doesn't matter if they're dating someone of the same nationality or if they are dating someone who comes from a different place than they do. Yeah, so this kind of relates back to the whole stereotype that we talked about um, and just kind of keeping the outside influence at bay and not letting it get to you um, and feeling secure in what you know about your relationship and what you know is the truth and not dwelling on some of the negative comments that people will have. Because I know, I mean, I marry, I'm Bosnian, I married a Bosnian, and we still had to deal with those negative stereotypes and negative comments. And so I know that for people who are dating maybe outside of their nationality, I know that there will, that there are those snide comments and that, you know, people always have their opinion, but to just keep, keep your head on straight and just know that you know the truth and you know what your feelings are and it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And then as well, just not to get too comfortable. And this goes for dating advice for anyone just to always keep trying to, I guess, win that person over and making sure that they know how special they are. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And, you know, not getting lazy and always communicating. I think that's something that was said last week in the episode. So, That's all amazing advice, and I really enjoyed hearing your story. I think it's super special, and I love how we can all come together on this podcast and just share each other's stories, and, you know, we have this one thing that, you know, kind of holds us together, and I feel like, I mean, I'm going off on a tangent, but I really feel like Balkan Bread is turning into just, like, the glue that kind of holds the diaspora together, you know, like, we have so many different things that make us who we are, but we can always come together for, you know, this, for where we come from, because, like, we can be so different, but then at the same time, we are so similar, and we are so much, you know, the same people, so... Thank you guys for continuing to listen to this podcast episode. I'm super excited because we have another couple on this segment who we are going to be listening to their story and just finding a little bit more about how they met and how long they've been dating. So I'd like to welcome Amila and Emir to this podcast episode. How are you guys doing? Hi, good. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So thank you guys so much for being on the show. We definitely appreciate that. So to get things started and to get to know you guys a little bit better, would you guys like to introduce yourselves and just talk a little bit more about where you're from and how you guys met? Um, well, I'm Amela. Um, I was born in Tuzla. I currently live in Ohio and I've lived in Ohio for I don't even know, like going on 17 years, possibly. Um, and my name's Emir Kodic, and I'm also from Tuzla, but my family mainly lives in Yanya, which is a small town in Bosnia. But I live in Indiana, so it's a bit of a drive down <laughs> here to see her, which is all right. But yeah, I've been here since 2001. Yeah, and same with me. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so you just, you know, drove all the way to record this podcast episode. Yeah, literally just got <laughs> today. So we're literally, perfect. we just finished our workout. We're sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> Ready. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys work out a lot together. I saw, like, some pictures and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely one thing we got in common. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. How far away do you guys live from each other right now? Um... It's if you don't stop and you're going constantly with no breaks, <laughs> it's four hours and 45 minutes, but usually it comes down to five to six hour drive. Wow. Okay. Wow. More yeah. like six hours for me, five for him. And we've actually <laughs> been like good about it like this entire time. We've been dating for a year and seven months now, and we've been able to see each other every single month so far, even with school and our hectic schedule. So everything's like been going perfectly. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Even with the distance. Yeah, I think, yeah, it just depends, you know, and I think it's good that you guys are, like, putting in the effort and Mm -hmm. making that happen and, you know, not letting that kind of get in between everything. So, yeah, I guess um, let's go into more of, I guess, how you guys met, which Amala just wrote (laughs) something very short, but I don't know if there's, like, more of a story. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it's kind of the basic. He kind of just slid in my DMs on Instagram. (laughs) 
and then from there we just kind of kicked it off we started talking we started sharing donuts and yeah so basically <laughs> yeah it was basically just the most modern way i guess right now of through social media where i just kind of i guess slid in her dm or messaged her i don't know but that's i we weren't both of us weren't expecting anything like big out of it yeah and... we were just kind of like oh it's gonna be one of those things you talk for them for a week and then you kind of forget about each other but then we just kept talking things clicked and then he yeah. his brother or his fiance at the time lived in erie so they were gonna make a trip to columbus go to like the zoo and meet so Amir texted me. He's like, well, hey, do you want to drive down to Columbus, which is about a two-hour drive for me? He's like, and we can meet and everything. And normally I would be like, oh, heck no. I'm not about to go drive two hours to see some stranger. But I randomly decided. I was like, okay, let's do it. And then me and my good friend, Elisa, we drove down there. And then we met and things just hit yeah, it off. things just clicked immediately between me and her. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. wait, how long were you guys, like, talking before you decided to, like, meet up in person? I think it's, like, it, almost it exactly It was literally, long. like, a month exactly. Like, almost exactly, because he DM'd me March 4th, and then <laughs> April 4th, yeah, yeah April, like, fi- April 15th, we started dating. <laughs> oh. And that's the day we went to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> so, I asked her at the zoo yeah. when we met up. And then I, I kind of questioned it when he asked me. We were just walking. He's like, so, do you want to make this official? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I asked him again, like, later that day, like, when we got home, I texted him. I was like, wait, so what did you mean? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, so, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, are you guys actually from, because you're both um, from Tuzla, so did your families, like, know each other and stuff, or... See, I was wondering that same thing as well, but no, they did not know each other. But it's crazy because, like, we were, we were, like, born in the same hospital and everything. So, like, everything was, like, perfectly working out. Yeah. And I guess we were there at the same time because, yeah. like, we were born close to the same year, one year apart. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you just... But they did not know each other at the moment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They literally... Our parents literally just met each other for the first time about, what, two months ago? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's going to be one of the other, like, questions coming up. So... Okay. I guess that's a good backstory to everything. Um, the next thing I was going to ask you guys is, do you think that, you know, having the same nationality makes your relationship less challenging and how so? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Just because my dad, he was very strict on me with guys and his like requirements for me, they're like, he has to be Bazi and he has to be Muslim. And he literally said he has to be from Tuzla. And I'm like, okay, dad, I was like, what are the chances of that happening? Like, especially from Tuzla. And then here came Emir. <laughs> and that's, and I, I would say that's the same thing for my parents. They just wanted me to find somebody that like fit the cult, like the culture, I guess, if you could say that. They just wanted somebody who was from Bosnia so that we can like share everything like similar. Yeah. It was kind of, and it. Also, like, my dad doesn't speak English, so there would be, like, a very large language barrier there if they weren't Bosnian, I would say, or at least from that nationality. Yeah, like, he wouldn't be able to have that close relationship or, yeah. you know, not yeah, even that's... close, but just some type of relationship, like, with their, you know, with your Yeah, parents, so. exactly, and that's a big thing. Like, I would want, I want to be able to, like, be, like, basically, like, best friends with her parents as well and be able to, like, communicate with them fully in Bosnian because I'm fluent in Bosnian as well. Yeah. So, like, it's easy to communicate and, like, joke around with them and not just, like, kind of, like, sit there and, like, like. It's not, like, an awkward conversation. You can start breaking out the jokes. You can start kidding around, like, in that language, in that nationality format. Like, start joking around, like, like, cooking pita and, like, stuff (laughs) like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you know how to make pita, Amila? (laughs) Actually, I don't. (laughs) I did? Okay. (laughs) I made um Signitza once and it turned out bomb. I tried making Krompiroshta and I waited too long for the dough and it was like half alive, half cooked. It was awful and then I haven't tried since. Oh my gosh. But that was like granted like maybe like six years ago, so. Right, right, right. No, that's hilarious. I was just curious. I think we should do <laughs> so off topic, but like a cooking episode or something and like seriously and have people just submit their like cooking questions like what is the secret to making like a good pizza and you oh, know I, I, honestly the problem with that is 
the parents they don't measure anything they just throw everything in there and that's why I everything i literally sat oh, there yeah. and asked my mom i was like mom i want to learn how to make pizza she's like eh no you're fine no it's fine the time will come and then she's like i don't know just watch me and i'm like mom i don't know what that means exactly no seriously like they don't measure a thing and it still tastes so good like i don't right. no matter what <laughs> <Pizza> <laughs> definitely yeah i think you know having that same sense of humor and like same like cultural customs and things mm-hmm. makes it so much easier to you know get along with each other and that kind of mm-hmm. thing so um yeah you're yeah you were saying how like your parents um like just met I guess they met Emir or like both parents met I'm not sure um but I guess that went pretty well yeah the whole family actually came his mom his dad his brother his brother's wife and Emir of course they all came for like a weekend and it was like it was the greatest weekend ever because it was just like everybody stayed at my house it was just like a full family like full-on family blast weekend it was great yeah we all felt like a family immediately yeah. like our my dad and her dad they both have the same personality just like my mom and her mom had the same personality so it was like really easy like yeah. there was no awkward moment they started talking as if they knew each other immediately oh that's awesome I'm yeah glad- so it was yeah. awesome yeah no that's really great so um yeah the next question was talking about um how your parents would have reacted if you were dating someone of a different nationality so i can assume that the answer is like they probably wouldn't have taken it that well but yeah no i like elaborate like mainly my dad he would be he's very strongly against it like he like like i was always told they're like be like good with everybody and like everything it doesn't matter like when it came to like friends wise like my parents were like i don't care like who you hang out with all this stuff just like make sure they're a good person but as soon as like you mentioned the dating topic it's like a completely different switch and they're like nope it has to be bosnian has to be muslim has to be from tuzla and i don't want to hear anything else and i'm like okay so if it was like a different nationality like things would not have gone well right right exactly and for my family i feel like it's the same thing except i feel like they put the the highest priority is like religion over like being bosnian i feel like that's the main thing for my family and my parents mm-hmm. and that would and basically everything's the same with amela yeah yeah so i mean it sounds like both families have like similar values and that thing yeah like within our culture obviously but then also like taking it a step further and stuff so yeah. I, my question for you guys is like, what advice would you give to someone? Let's say they also have, um, I'm just going to say, like, the word traditional. So just, like, traditional values, um, you know, their parents have those values. And let's say they are dating someone that is a different nationality or they want to date someone that, you know, isn't Bosnian or whomever. But let's say in a perfect world, like, this person is, you know, really good. It might even be, like, the person that, you know, they're meant to be with kind of thing. But the parents, like, you know, still don't see, like, eye to eye. I know this is, like, a tough question, but I'm just curious, like, what advice would you give to a person who was going through that? Well, I mean, I still feel like it doesn't technically matter what your nationality is. If you find love in that person, you found love in that person, no matter what nationality it is, what race, what religion, it doesn't matter. If you love that person, you love them. So I just, for some reason, I found someone who was my nationality and everything, but I would just, I would give the advice to just talk to your parents. And I know it would probably be a very rocky start, but once the, your parents see that you actually are in love with that other person and you care and they care about you, I feel like there would be some ease to it eventually. It might take a little longer than if you guys were the same nationality, but I feel like eventually it would calm down and tr- like more of a relationship would be built eventually. And what I'll add on to it is like, I guess the other person who's not the same nationality is like showing respect to the family, like no matter what and trying to like show that he cares or she cares about uh, the other person like so much and loves them and is willing to do whatever it takes to be with that person. Yeah. So like showing that in front of the family and like caring 
yeah. for her, for him, and just being respectful to the parents at all times is the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are both really valid points and, you know, valid pieces of advice to give because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like you guys were saying, you know, it really, really doesn't matter. I mean, in maybe in the littlest sense, it would be nice, yeah. you know, if it worked out that way. But, you know, you also have to keep in mind that it's not always going to be like that for everyone. You know, not everyone is, you know, it's going to happen that way. But no matter the situation, it is important to be respectful and especially towards each other's families because, you know, in our culture, it's just something that's very deeply rooted and it's something that, you know, is very, very important. So it's like, it's almost like no matter what kind of relationship you are going to have with that person, you know, you have to be respectful mm-hmm. of the family, that kind of thing. Um, and another thing that I was going to ask is, would you say that, you know, especially in this like day and age, not even just for our, you know, like cultural group, I think in general, so many people are just like literally meeting online and meeting through apps and things like that. So obviously it worked out for you guys, but, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what would you have to say? You think more, you know, Bosnians and other nationalities are like literally just meeting through like Instagram or like Twitter or something like that. Um, do you think that's it's good in a way or do you think it can get to the point where it's like, I don't know, I've always had it happen where there will be like one guy and he'll literally like message me or something and then, you know, I'll maybe start talking to him and I'll send like a screenshot to my friend, of course, as we girls do. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, yeah, he tried to talk to me, too, or something like that. And it's it's so funny because, like, you don't know this guy, but he's, you know, bought or whatever. Mm -hmm. Followed. It's like you don't know them, but you know them. Yeah, it was so, like, (laughs) oh, okay, like, I see how it is. But what are your guys' like, thoughts on that in general? I feel like that's, like, from coming from the parents. Like, their parents said that they have to find somebody Bosnian. They have to do it like, that's the only th- person that they can have. So they're in their head. They're like, I need to, like, message anybody and everybody mm. that is Bosnian in order to, like, fulfill that. But then I also feel like in this day and age, there's, like, this, like, mindset of I need to be in a relationship. I need to do this. I need to do that. So a lot of things are forced. And I feel like that's what's kind of ending up in, like, a bad way. It's, like, you shouldn't force yourself into a relationship. It's kind of what happens happens and what's meant to it's that's what's gonna happen but yeah I guess that's all I'd have to say to that is just not forcing it and then yeah so are you asking like do we believe that using the apps is good or yeah like, is that the question <laughs> yeah yeah like I mean obviously it worked out in your guys's case mm-hmm. but I guess like what are the do you guys have like do's and don'ts for like Because I feel like there's some people that will use it. And like you were saying, um, how they have this mentality, you know, they have to find like this person that is Bosnian. Mm -hmm. And then also coupled with the you have to be in a relationship. So, yeah, like does that um, what are the do's and don'ts? Because sometimes I find it almost like borderline creepy, like some of the messages that I will get. So like (laughs) what what you guys have to say about that? I would say just like be yourself, like don't come out trying to act like you're someone who you're not because in the long run say if you end up talking two three four like ends up like from weeks to months and then your personality changes that other person's gonna notice that so they're gonna notice you're not the person I started talking to like be open from the start anybody's gonna be able to tell if you're being truthful or not and then just that's the best way I can say is just be yourself because if you're truly being yourself and the other person's truly being yourself, you're going to see if it's going to kick off from the start. And if not, then if not, it's not meant to happen. And There's plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, what was I going to say? I feel like those are all the things that I wanted to cover because we kind of went over like what advice would you give to people, um, you know, in those kinds of difficult situations. And I didn't know if there was anything else that you guys wanted to add, like in particular, you know, anything like about your relationship, just like general advice or things, um, you know, being like long distance, anything that pops into mind. Um, If not, totally fine. I just wanted to kind of like open it up on the floor and see if there's anything else that you guys would want to add 
So a little more on like the dating app thing, like or social media, like finding people through social media. Like location's a big thing. Like some areas are like filled with people from like the same nationality as you and some locations are not. Like there's nobody Bosnian where I live in Indiana. So it's like I w- I personally wanted to find a girl that was like Bosnian and all and I found Amela and everything's like perfect, but like there's no one like I could meet in person that way. Yeah. So like that's the biggest thing like location. If you're like in like St. Louis for example, like you have so many different type of people. Like if you're Bosnian for example, there's so many like it's a populated area full of Bosnians, so like you'd be able to find somebody in person and not just like through social media. Yeah, it definitely has its plus sides to it cuz this way you can connect to people all across like the United States, so even across the world, you can find the love of your life back in Tuzla or like mm-hmm. back in like Australia or something because it just kind of gives you a wide population because we're all over. Like, we're we weren't all just placed in one tiny little country, like, we're everywhere. Yeah, I think that's really good to put that into perspective because you're right. Like, there are certain areas that, you know, there aren't that many people from the Balkans. So it's kind of like, okay, my options are a bit limited, you know, and having that, you know, social media app or dating app or whatever it is, um, you know, having that resource and kind of using that and just like seeing, you know, who else is out there can be a really cool thing. I think, you know, people just need to be like, obviously, like careful about that and that kind of thing but it can definitely work out in your favor and i think that you guys are like a really good example of that so um yeah that's really really good advice um i guess that's everything did you guys have anything else that you wanted to add or we went over most of the stuff i think we went over. i think I yeah i think we covered it okay. well. i think <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, but um, yeah, thank you guys so much for being on this episode. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Dating Diaspora. If you or someone you know would like to be featured in an upcoming episode, please send an email to hello at balkanbread.com with the subject line Dating Diaspora. Thank you guys again for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys.